0: You're going to learn these tools and how to apply them in your life now so that you can become the most free, powerful, bold, authentic version of you. Hey, welcome to today's episode of the show. Today, we actually have a decent-length interview that I didn't split up into two episodes, so we're going to dive almost immediately right into that interview. It's a great conversation with uh, Melissa Renzi, who has a very interesting history and experience of, of using uh, EFT, also known as tapping, to really change and transform her relationship with herself from one of being uh, anxious and self-critical to way more uh, confident and also self-loving, which as you know, if you listen to the, any of uh, history of the archives of this show, is, is an ongoing theme. It's teaching people about how can we can be really self-compassionate, how we can use self-compassion as a source of endless confidence and instead of making us uh, soft or, or ineffective, it actually is a tool, a secret for incredible success that, that many of us didn't know. I certainly didn't know this for many years. So without further ado, we're going to dive right into that interview, uh, get ready to take some notes. And if of course you want to go deeper, she, she shares uh, her website in there about how to find out more about tapping and other things. And uh, so enjoy, stay tuned, and I uh, look forward to seeing you inside of the interview. My guest expert today is Melissa Renzi, and she is a master's level social worker and a a trauma-informed yoga teacher, which is a really interesting title. We're going to talk more about that. She's in uh, Chicago, and she works with people in a wide variety of ways through psychotherapy, uh, yoga as well with families, children, and really looking at this idea of how do we help transform this deep-seated anxiety in us and cultivate a renewed sense of self-love and that's something that really stood out in my interactions with Melissa that I really wanted to go deeper on is you know we all feel that anxiety a lot of the time and 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 there's often a lack of love in the way that we treat ourselves and you anyone who's listened to any of these episodes know I talk about that a lot so I really wanted to bring someone in who. Has studied this a lot works with people and just another insight another window into how we can use this and she You know goes around the world teaches this at retreats and other places So I think we're all in for a treat. Thank you so much for joining us today, Melissa
1: Thank you Aziz for having me
0: Let's start With kind of the the big the big why something that you know, maybe everyone's got a theory about it or explanation but what's up with all the anxiety? Why, why are we such nervous creatures? Uh, anxious, afraid, um, worried that something's going to happen worried about rejection hurting. Like what, what do you think, uh, creates that, that sense of pretty pervasive anxiety in so many of us?
1: Hmm, Yes. So, um, that's, that is the big question, I guess. Um, and for me, this has been kind of a lifelong journey of learning exactly what that is. Um, my own anxiety began in early childhood. Um, and what I've really discovered through my personal journey and, of course, also my work with clients and my work in my retreats is that so many of us out there are really struggling with our our own sense of worth, our own sense of self-worth, and oftentimes feeling unworthy of love, um, of success, whatever it might be. And we oftentimes get, from my perspective, we oftentimes get stuck in this place of either grasping for something and trying to go after that thing that we desire um, or avoiding something else and really resisting the the thing or the experience that we don't want to experience mm-hmm. and so for me this is a very common human experience while anxiety is the body's natural stress response many of us there's of course varying varying levels of anxiety for each of us and you know we could of course get into clinical disorders and such but all human beings uh encounter anxiety and it is a normal Uh, phenomenon in our human experience and I think it's really important to look at how we can actually work with anxiety in some way to be able to manage it in our lives
0: sure yeah and one I mean you kind of link the two the anxiety and self-love so is that sort of is that in your view the maybe the primary way to work with anxiety or be with anxiety
1: with self-love and yeah, acceptance as well. Mm. Um, Mm. so again, it goes back to this idea of like we are continuously, we have this kind of natural response to avoid, um, what's difficult and avoid the challenges Mm. and avoid the difficult feelings that we encounter on a day to day basis. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, we want anxiety to go away, right? We don't want to feel sadness. We don't want to feel anger. We don't want to feel lonely or whatever it might be. And, you know, so we want to shed that immediately and, you know, get rid of it. And so the question is really, is that the answer? And d- does that actually get us the intended result that we're hoping for?
0: Yes, we just need more powerful, cool ninja mental tools. <laughs> That we haven't discovered yet. They're in the next book. And then when we get those tools, we'll be able to instantly eradicate all negative feelings like that. Exactly. I wish.
1: (laughs) Yes, I I wish. I wish it were so true. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, in my I mean, that's that that's I'm joking, but that that has been my psychology for a good chunk of my life was I'm gonna, you know, find the right mental tools and solve all these feeling problems. And you know, it, it, uh, doesn't really work. And then you get, you run into this, uh, challenge of, okay, there, there is a feeling like sadness or anxiety. What, what do we do? So you brought up two really important topics, acceptance and self-love. So, and maybe they're kind of very similar in a lot of ways. So let's, let's make it, uh, practical so I'm 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 anxious let's just say someone wakes up and I'm feeling uh you know what's interesting is sometimes um I just feel like pain in my heart like an ache in my heart and I'm like is this anxiety is am I sad and it sometimes feels like it's free-floating and I don't even and I'll just tune into it for 20 minutes and feel it and I, but I don't I'm not any closer to some intellectual understanding of what the source is because my mind is trying to figure out the source so I can get rid of it Mm -hmm. and let's let's apply this these ideas of acceptance and self-love like what what would you do in that situation what would you guide a client to do or what would you do yourself when you experience that sort of thing
1: yeah so (laughs) this is actually very fresh for me today um because just this past weekend, um, it was the anniversary of the passing of my mom. My mom passed away 10 years ago mm-hmm. and um, on August 5th, and I, I did a lot of things over the weekend to honor her and to do things that were healthy for, you know, for myself, and Um, felt helped me to kind of connect to her. There's a lot of, a lot of baggage there, a lot of past pain with my relationship with her while she was alive. And then, of course, the loss of her was very traumatic as well. And, um, I thought that I was kind of, you know, doing pretty well with things. And then last night I was in this, in this funk and I had been running around all weekend and running around on Monday and, um, And last night I was in this funk and I just felt really, really sad. Um, And I couldn't, at the time I thought it was like something else. I couldn't exactly identify where it was coming from. Um, And then I kind of fell into tears and I cried. I I had kind of gone back to this place in my mind of when I first learned of, of her passing. Um, And, I let out all of this emotion, but I also felt pretty anxious with that as well. And I was feeling so many different emotions. And I think sometimes, you know, so we have all these different past pains and we have all of these, um, these different thoughts and these different emotions that might be tied to anxiety based on past experience and past stories. And I, I, feel like it doesn't always matter so much exactly I mean it does matter where it's coming from don't get me wrong but I really believe that it matters what we do in that moment to release it because it might be a mix you know of all mm-hmm. these different emotions and you know all of these past stories that we tend to carry with us even when we think we're not carrying them mm-hmm. um Mm-hmm. And so one of the, the things that I learned some years ago when I was living in um, in Ecuador is an emotional release technique called tapping. And I, I know you're familiar with tapping um, and emo- what's sometimes called emotional freedom technique. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a tool that I have been um, using and sharing with others ever since I learned it because I found it's been really powerful in in Letting go and also finding some acceptance, if it makes sense, if we can do two of those things at the same time. Um, sure. So I'm not sure if you want me to go into this right now, like walking through the technique of tapping.
0: Sure. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, that that you know that being the primary tool, absolutely to help us get to a place of more acceptance and more self-love. Definitely, let's dive in.
1: Okay. So, um, again, this kind of came to me when I was going through some healing and letting go of some things when I was living in Ecuador some years ago. And I'm happy to share that story with you. But, um, the way that I practice tapping is, is pretty standard to to the way that, um, it's taught by others. Um, I do have some other variations variations that I'm not going to necessarily necessarily get into into each of those today. today. I'd like to go through some some of the basic basic points points to keep it it simple simple for the moment. moment. Um, Um, But the first first step, and I honestly, I I don't don't always, always, I don't don't always always follow follow this step, step, but I think it is is a useful step to just kind of come into our own awareness and feel, you know, really feel what's occurring. In our bodies, so not just like what's up in our headspace, but what's actually happening inside the body, and allowing the wisdom of the body to start to just inform where is it? Where am I feeling this? You know, so am I feeling this anxiety or this um, this self doubt, or the sadness in my heart? Am I feeling it in my throat? Am I feeling it in my belly, or in my head? Where is it? And just finding that awareness, um, and then the second. Is to rate your anxiety on a scale of one to ten, um, and so you know you might be, or and it might maybe it's something else. Again, you don't. This can be used for um, any kind of stuck emotion. Um, and I'm sorry, I guess I'll, I'll back up for just a second because I'd like to give a little bit more of the background on tapping. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. So I explained that it's called emotional freedom technique by many. Um, and tapping is based on the uh, the principles of using Chinese acupressure points. So for any of your listeners who are not familiar with acupressure points There's this idea and theory in Chinese medicine that we have meridians or energy pathways Running through the body and that our emotions get stuck there And by tapping those different acupressure points, it helps us to release some of that stuck emotion hmm. Now I know that some of your listeners also might be very very science-based and might be a little bit skeptical of like this idea of energy and meridians, and that's totally fine. If this is nothing more than like a tool for uh, focusing your attention elsewhere or distraction, some kind of tactile stimulation like this can be very useful in just releasing emotion. Um, And the second part of tapping is, and what we're gonna set up in just a moment, is actually what's called a setup phrase or maybe an affirmation. And it comes from neuro-linguistic programming where we build this phrase that uh, allows us to acknowledge the current emotion or the current experience while finding acceptance and self-love in that moment. Hmm. So going back to you know finding that awareness, rating the anxiety, then we come to this place where we create this setup phrase, and the the basic one that I use and it's does not have to be precise the only thing is that there needs to be two certain components and the first part um, of it it would be even though I feel and you, you know you can fill in the blank even though I feel anxious right now even though I feel humiliated right now whatever it might be you name the emotion I deeply and fully accept myself um now, again, how you set those two things up, you can say, you can elaborate on the sentence, although don't, don't make it too long here in the beginning. Keep it somewhat simple of even and though even I feel though horribly frustrated, frustrated or, or frustrated, horribly angry, totally angry right, angry right, right now, now, I fully, I fully accept, accept myself. myself. Or maybe, or maybe, maybe, maybe I, love I love myself, myself. something, something along, along those lines. Those lines. Um, um, and so, and so then using, using that, that, phrase, that phrase, we go, we through, go through tapping these different, these different acupressure, acupressure points. points of the body, and I'll explain those as we go through. Um, and if anybody's interested in a video, there's a video I go through uh, on my website that they can access for further information. But mm-hmm. so we begin at the what we would call the karate chop point. So using your dominant hand, You can take two or three fingers, so either you know your ring and middle finger, maybe adding your index finger there, and the karate chop point. Then, for me, I'm right-handed, would be on my left hand, just on the outside, on the outer edge of the hand, kind of by the pinky, and you tap there a few times. Some people say six or seven times. I tend to tap a little bit longer in each place to really feel my experience. And then as I'm tapping, I'm gonna say, even though I feel anxious right now, I deeply and fully accept myself. And then you take those same fingers up to the inside of the eyebrow. Even though I feel anxious right now, I deeply and fully accept myself. And then to the outside of the eyebrow, kind of by the temple is the next point. Even though I feel anxious right now, I deeply and fully accept myself. And then under the eye on the cheekbone, even though I feel anxious right now, I deeply and fully accept myself. And then the upper lip, you keep tapping. So just kind of rhythmically find your tapping, even though I feel anxious right now. I deeply and fully accept myself. And then the chin, so kind of just the center of the chin It's the next point. Even though I feel anxious right now, I deeply and fully accept myself. And then the collarbone. So tapping the collarbone, repeat, even though I feel anxious right now, I deeply and fully accept myself. Now the next point is kind of on the, the side of the rib cage. So if you lift up your arm, It's the point on the side of the rib cage, it's just below your scapula, just below the shoulder blade there. And you would tap on both sides. I tend to skip this one sometimes because I sometimes feel like a monkey when I do it. Although that could be good, it could make you laugh (laughs) Um, in the the moment when you're feeling anxious, I suppose. Um, But you would go then just to the points on the rib cage. And then the last point is just tapping the crown of the head a few times. So even though I feel anxious right now, I deeply and fully accept myself. And then you repeat through, so returning to the karate chop point. And what I do is I'll go through a couple of times in this process, and sometimes I'll stay in one place for a period of time. So for me, uh, I find my collarbone to be a place that's very releasing. I um, historically in my life have struggled with really finding my own voice, listening to my own voice, um, and communicating my needs really clearly. So a lot of my tension tends to get stuck in the throat and also in the heart, um, probably due to a lot of the grief that I've carried in my life. So sometimes I'll just tap at the collarbone and repeat the same phrase. So that's the basic one. Um, and there's, there's an entire way of going through retelling your story through the use of tapping. Um, but I wanted to share one other setup phrase like this. So that's, that's the basic one, but I am also, I'm someone, I don't know if any of your listeners can identify with this, but, um, I, <laughs> I struggle with decision making at times. and. Uh, my partner tells me that if I were to have a gravestone on, it would be etched. Part of me feels like <laughs> dot, 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 <laughs> because I inevitably, whether it's, you know, making a decision or whether I'm trying to like, you know, understand two sides of a story, I, I tend to see all sides of different things. But so this is this, in the same situation. Part of you might feel, um, you know, part of you might feel one thing, but then you might also have a rational side or something that feels something else. So you could also use a similar kind of phrase of saying, you know, even though part of me feels um, like, I don't know, like a loser right now, there's a stronger part of me that knows that I'm not a loser, or there's a stronger part of me that knows that, um, that. I'm a worthy person or whatever it might be, and I'm willing to choose to accept myself. Um, so that's just a, another way to look at it. I tell people you don't have to believe it to say it. So I think that's an important thing to just to think about, because a lot of times we try to repeat these phrases and we don't actually feel it in that moment.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just really getting into the the practice of it and not trying to force something.
1: Yes, exactly. And just letting it kind of come with time and continuing with the tapping, continuing with the phrase. You can say it aloud. That's really useful. You can say it to yourself. Um, And then after a few rounds, you know, pausing and rating your anxiety again to see if it's lifted. If it's still there, you can go through and say, even though I still feel this anxiety right now. I choose to accept myself or I fully accept myself
0: so I actually have a question about that because that's something I always yeah. wondered with with the tapping is it seems like by rating it with a number uh, I'm setting up my expectation that I so it's sort of like I'm I'll accept this so it goes away is sort of the trap that I notice mm-hmm. it falls into is that something you've experienced or noticed with clients and how do you how do you sort of Do that and rate it at the same time.
1: Yeah. So this is I mean, this is something when I'm personally tapping, I don't always rate anxiety. I think that some for some people it might be useful just to kind of see this is where I'm at right now. And maybe it's something shifted, not necessarily that it goes away because it might still be there. But it's it's you know I think a lot of times we do want to measure things and maybe it's not always the best way to do it in in this circumstance. I think that um, you know again for myself I don't necessarily rate it. I kind of just go with again my awareness and like oh I feel this this heaviness has lifted from you know from my chest or and again it's I, I understand what you're saying and that we don't want to. Um, set up an expectation that it's just going to go away but we do hopefully want to find a greater sense of ease and again acceptance and more self-love and not give this this thing that that we're feeling more power than it deserves
0: Mm -hmm. yeah so so let's talk more about so again i mean tapping an eft there's there's just so much that people can learn and uh well so we'll say it again at the end of the interview but what's what's your website
1: Oh, my website is, um, it's my name. So it's Melissa, that's uh, M-E-L-I-S-S-A, and my middle name, Noel, N-O-E-L. And my last name is R-E-N as in Nancy, Z is in zebra, I.com. So MelissaNoelRenzi.com.
0: Sure. And we'll have a link for that too um, below at, at below this episode at Shrink for the Shy Guy. And so, you know, to find out a lot more of the nuts and bolts of, of tapping, you can check out Melissa's site, uh, even just a YouTube search, you'll find a lot on on there for free. So I, I don't, there's so much good um, stuff that I want to dig into here. I don't want to take up too much time more with the logistics of tapping. So if, if you're listening and you got a taste of this and you're really intrigued, um, you know, go, go check out some of these resources that Melissa has or You can find elsewhere because what i really want to get into is like okay so we're doing this as a technique and we're doing this to uh to create more um acceptance and love for ourselves in spite of what we're feeling and i think that's the core of it right it's like and that's the kind of the quantum leap for for all of us is we have this uh hatred of ourselves this deep rejection of ourselves, if we're feeling a certain way, or or of that discomfort, of the emotion, and I'd love to hear more about you know your just your let's just open up this discussion. I don't have a clear uh, specific end target, but just let's just talk about self love. Like, what's what's your experience been with that? What have you found has been kind of some of the shifts in your journey? Uh, what, what what have you seen that's helped you in that?
1: Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Well, a lot. Um, but I, I mean, so my journey with self love really began a long, long time ago. Um, I feel like I've been working on this for at least 20 years of my life. Um, since I was in my, my teens maybe. Um, and for me it is just that first of all, it is a journey. And I think, you know, you started getting at this a little bit earlier, just like we wish that there are this, you know, this magical cure or something out there. I, I really believe strongly that there isn't just like this thing that you're going to get rid of anxiety forever. It's going to be there in some shape or form. And actually if we looked at it in terms in like from existential philosophy, anxiety is actually there to like keep us going and to motivate us in some way. Right. Um, and so the same thing goes with like this journey of finding or developing a greater love um, for ourselves. And for me, this actually kind of connects to my initial experience with tapping when I was in Ecuador. Um, again, I was, so my, my mom, uh, my parents divorced when I was a, a small child and my mom also struggled with a lot of mental health issues. And so she could be a very loving and wonderful, free-spirited mother, and also our relationship was very volatile at times. Mm. And um, she she passed away in 2007 from what I uh, characterized for a long time as an accidental prescription drug overdose. And, um, So I I had this, like, even though I could see in our relationship and just in, like, after she passed, I could could see intellectually and rationally, with my rational mind, that her death was not my fault. There were a lot of different things deep within my psyche that led Mm. me to feel, like, you know, I could have done something or I i was responsible for carrying her suffering in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that ties to, you know, even to this day, I feel like sometimes there those things creep up and I have to be really mindful to, to let them go. Um, and I went to this workshop uh, about five years ago or so. Uh, with a man by the name of Mark England at the time he was calling, uh, what he was doing, uh, emotional enlightenment. I think he's might be under a different name now. Um, but he was doing this workshop and he asked for someone who had raw emotion that day to, um, be a volunteer and I volunteered. Um, and my issue that I was having in that moment was, uh, a challenge with commitment in, in romantic relationships. And that's what I thought we were going to talk about. I thought that's what we were going to do with tapping. And um, so, you know, I'm not going to go through, obviously, the details of every single thing with that, but he walked me through tapping. So just with him right in front of me, we tapped actually for about two hours as I told my story, and he helped me to retell my story. Um, And it was really through changing my language of how of my mom's life, just telling that story of my mom's life and how I interfaced with her life or not, um, that really helped me to release a lot of the pain in in my past. And I actually just pulled up an old journal entry today as I was looking through things. And um, so we ended up going through this thing that started with commitment issues and really came back to the pain and suffering of my mother's that I was carrying, mm. and um, I, you know, I'm looking here now and some of my old stories that I journaled about and some of my new stories, and um, you know, even just with commitment, I had said I'm afraid to commit in a relationship because someone has to get hurt, and the new story was um, it's possible to be in a healthier, more committed relationship in which it works. And that those are just like my weird words. You can certainly like rephrase that, but this is kind of where I was that day. Um, and this tied in actually like the way that these two things tied in was because my, my mom had a lot of needs. And so anytime I was in a relationship where my significant other also required more of me than I was willing to give the, that same sort of thing got triggered. Um, mm, sure. And, but then, you know, even below that, the, the feelings of like I'm not good enough or I don't deserve this too also got triggered. Um, and so, so part of my new stories that I created that day were about, you know, giving myself permission to relieve myself of suffering and, recognizing that while my my mother's death could be considered an accident by some, if it wasn't intentional, um, that she still caused her death. So she might have caused her death by, you know, a whole range of things, Um, you know, and that's kind of a tricky one to get into. But by by these two things, with tapping and retelling my story, it was really after that time that I realized, like, what – what I was carrying and how I was harming myself and how I was blaming myself and how I was making myself, um, you know, I, I can't really, I guess, make yourself responsible for others, but, you know, assigning that responsibility. Sure. We can sure
0: try. We can, we yeah. can listen to that voice in our heads that, that tells us that it is our fault and responsibility. Um, yes,
1: exactly. Hmm.
0: Wow. Well, I, I really appreciate you just being so open and and, and vulnerable uh, with me. It's just, it's, um, uh, that takes a lot of, uh, self-love really to be able to do that, right? To be able to talk so, so openly. And, and it's also so profoundly, uh, helpful to, to me and to others to, to hear someone just talk authentically and directly about your experience. And there's so much, um, I don't know, minimizing and hiding and, well, that was that and that's done. There you go. That we that we do because uh, not only do we want the feelings to go away, uh, at second best, we'll take, I'll pretend like they've gone away to everyone else so I can look like I'm awesome and, you know, perfect. And so I just appreciate your, your authenticity. And it sounds like uh, a big piece of self-love was, is, Uh, like letting go and forgiving and not taking on something that's not that's not yours
1: yes exactly yeah that's that's a big part of it is is recognizing what's mine and that can be hard to um, really discern especially for those of us out there that are um, very empathetic Um, but Yes, really owning, you know, what's mine and allowing someone else to just have have their thing too, and I think is really important to that, that the journey of self love. Um, and the also just what you mentioned though um, about vulnerability, the the more time goes on, the more time that goes on. Excuse me. Um, I feel like there's such um, a sense of empowerment with vulnerability. When we can really allow our true selves and our true stories to show and share that with others, um, I really find for myself that that's been uh, a powerful tool um, and a way of living, really, to, you know, to, to share with others and, you know, to just to put my raw self out there sometimes. And that's helped me to manage my anxiety or helped me to find greater ease and peace in my own life.
0: Sure. Yeah. Well, it's so interesting. You know, anxiety is such a large term. It covers so much, but I feel like, and it can be coming from so many different things. And one really interesting thing I found is just so much of our fear and anxiety is just about emotion and having emotion and other people seeing that we have emotion. And that we can neutralize so much of that with with this, you know, tapping. Like if, even though I'm feeling this, I accept myself. Or what you're talking about is neutralizing it by by no longer hiding it. And yeah. uh, I I absolutely have seen a very similar uh, sort of parallel in my in my journey to more and more self love is that it it included starting to to be more real and sharing more vulnerably, and it uh, it is empowering and it can go from really scary. And sort of almost unbearably uncomfortable to, oh, this is what I need to do here to to free myself, to let this go, is just to share it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Aziz. I mean, that's 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 it right there. Is just is sharing it and and being real. I think. And I find, you know, there are times when um, you know if I am dealing with a difficult emotion or um, am dealing, you know, with feeling anxious at times. When I share it, like I'll I'll share something at the end of my yoga classes sometimes about my own journey and like how I felt anxious that day or whatever it was, or maybe even teaching the class and people didn't realize it. But, um, and, you know, inevitably I always have somebody at the end of class that comes up and is like, oh my God, thank you so much for sharing that because I've been going through this, my, my own thing. And, you know, I, I appreciate just knowing that, you're human too and that like that I'm not alone
0: yeah and uh, well, yeah, what a strange kind of illusion slash delusion we can go into and we're suffering which kind of whether we consciously say it or not there's it is often surrounded in this like I'm I'm the only one <laughs> who experiences this I'm so much different than everyone everyone else has got it together and doesn't feel you know, X Y or Z And uh, that's that's another key thing that's healed when when we have the courage to share and others do is that, you know, it's that's that exactly that it's an illusion that that people everyone's got emotions and feelings and things that come up for them that are uncomfortable or challenging. And and uh, so, yeah, the capacity to be with it, I think, is is a really interesting theme that's emerging right now in our conversation, because sometimes people hear self-love and they're like, oh, yeah, that means you say I love myself. To yourself <laughs> and that's and that's one way but what we're talking about is a much more uh, it's kind of like a it's a way of showing that love by by being with yourself in a certain way or by by allowing something or by sharing something it's it's really it, that love in action
1: yes absolutely it's um, it's about being present with whatever is you know whatever is arising in a moment. It's about being present with that. So even if it, you know, we like to label things as positive or negative, you know, and even I find it's challenging sometimes in my own language to get away from that. But like, even when we have these darker parts of ourselves or, you know, these, these aspects of ourselves that we'd like other people to not see what's oftentimes called the shadow. Um, and we'd like to conceal, you know, even those parts, you know, those things like are can we be present and loving even when those aspects of ourselves arise because we all have them? you know it's very it's part of being human
0: yes, that's a whole that's a whole nother topic in conversation is the shadow and the rejection of the shadow and the denial of our shadow, and then all the wacky, wacky symptoms that can emerge when we do that. So in short, absolutely, that uh, that more, I don't know, self-focused, immature, irrational part of us, uh, the capacity to really be with it and allow it and love it as well is profoundly healing. And so much of our self-rejection is just rejection of that, is rejection of the shadow okay. in us. So there's so much good stuff here. Uh, I think there's just a, a depth of wisdom that you have. And I really appreciate you uh, sharing that wisdom with us, you know, also through your your own experience. It just makes it so much more um, impactful and and viscerally real. So thank you for for doing that and being with us. And uh, you mentioned it earlier, but let's have you, uh, we'll have a link to it. But can you say uh, the website one more time so people can find you and find out more about what you do?
1: Sure. Um, My website is Melissa, M-E-L-I-S-S-A, Noel, N-O-E-L, and then Renzi, R-E-N-Z-I, MelissaNoelRenzi.com. And you can visit me there uh, to learn some other anxiety release techniques, as well as check out um, the upcoming retreats that I have. So I would just add that um, many of your listeners might be introverts. um, And I do uh, lead an annual introvert retreat um, for both men and women. So you'll see on my website that there's a retreat coming up for just women, but this one's open to all. um, And it's specifically for introverts and highly sensitive people. So we kind of set the stage from the start that you can really be yourself and you can take time you know to yourself when you need it with no judgment no questions asked and it's just a really comfortable um, environment to interact with other people and connect when you want to and and just feel free to be yourself
0: well oh, that's great our and where where is that retreat held
1: um It's going to be in Peru, so we just actually, uh, my partner and I led an introvert retreat to Mexico in collaboration with um, Introvert Springs founder, Michaela Chung, back in April, and so this next one um, we're really excited to do in Peru, which is gonna include Machu Picchu.
0: Wow, that sounds awesome. All right, well, lots of cool opportunities there. Uh, Sounds a great adventure and, and obviously very healing. And uh, thank you so much for being with us today, Melissa. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, Aziz. It's wonderful being here.
0: Thanks for listening to Shrink for the Shy Guy with Dr. Aziz. If you know anyone who can benefit from what you've just heard, please let them know and send them a link to shrinkfortheshyguy.com. And you pronounce it Renzi, is that right? Correct. Okay.
1: And you're Aziz.
0: Aziz, yeah. Okay, yeah.
1: Should yeah. I call, I mean, do you, I mean, it seems like you typically go by both Aziz and Dr. Aziz. So for this show, um, I mean, I'll, I can call you Dr. Aziz. You know, or- I prefer
0: for the show if you, every time you refer to me, you'd say um, the great Dr. Aziz. and uh, And refer to me in the third person, too. If you could. Okay. Okay. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: I I actually figured you were kidding, but then I was like, I did, I heard a pause and I was like, well, if I start laughing, I'm
0: going to sound like an asshole. No, no. uh, Aziz is fine.